Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. God, let's stand and worship Him right now. Let's thank Him for His Word and His will. Amen. Let's praise Him. Amen for all He does for us. What a wonderful God He is. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. We love you, Savior. Oh, we appreciate you, God. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Beautiful song. Praise the Lord. Amen. All of our guests, we're so glad you're here. Amen. And we just want you to feel at home as we worship the Lord together and get into His Word right now. If you'll open your Bibles with me to the book of Luke, one verse in the book of Luke and one verse in the book of Acts. One verse in the book of Luke and one verse in the book of Acts. Both chapter 1 of both books. Amen. Luke chapter number 1, verse 3. It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus. And then in Acts chapter 1, verse 1. Book of Acts chapter 1, verse 1. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. You're saying, what is he going to preach from those two verses? (laughs) I got your attention. Amen. Now Luke was a Greek physician that was a follower of Jesus, and he wrote the book of Luke and he wrote the book of Acts. So he, he opens both books addressing some gentleman named Theophilus. Amen. Now he, Luke was not a Jew. Uh, the, the 12 apostles were all Jewish, so, so Luke was not a Jew and not an apostle. But he was obviously somebody very special to have been getting two books included in the New Testament. So he he, he writes uh, kind of addressing this man, Theophilus. And when you do a search of all 1,189 chapters in the Bible, you'll only find the name Theophilus mentioned in those two verses. Very little is known about this man. However, and this is where I'm going to kind of use as a springboard... The one thing we know for sure about Theophilus is the meaning of his name, which is friend of God. Amen. So I said all that to say that I'm going to preach on the subject, I am a friend of God. Amen. Praise God. See, this morning I want to try and convey to every one of us The awesome opportunity that each of us have to be a friend of God. I'm not talking about just being a follower of Him, a disciple of Him, a Christian, or even a believer. All those are important. 
I'm talking about being a friend of God. Amen. It is, amen, a, a more in-depth thing than even some of these terms. Praise God. I'm not talking about doing the bare minimum to qualify to go to heaven. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about striving to have a closer walk with God. Amen. Where he will show us things where he doesn't show other people. Well, he will speak to us and, and, and give us an experiences that we have only dreamed about. And it's because that we've gone the extra mile and want to be a friend of God. And not just a follower from afar off. The beautiful thing about being a friend of God is it is entirely up to us. It's entirely up to us. It has nothing to do with a privileged birth. It has nothing to do with who our parents are. It has nothing to do with wealth. It has nothing to do with fame. It has nothing to do with any of that. How close we are to God is our choice, period. Amen. That's it. How much time and effort we dedicate to Him and His kingdom, it's our choice. And you know what? The more you do, the better, the better off you are. The more you do, the closer you are to Him. People sometimes are in awe or sometimes admire other people. Wow, what a close walk with God. Wow, man, God really you know, speaks to them and moves in their lives like more than just typical believers or whatever. Uh, and, and you wonder, but you don't see the hours of prayer maybe. You don't see the sacrifice. You don't see how much time they spend in the Word of God. You don't see what they do with their free time and, and, and reach it out to people because they want to be a friend of God. And God notices that. Praise God. Our life is full of choices, and we are the ones making those choices. God is not going to make a choice for us. Now, when we were kids, our parents made choices for us. Amen. You are going to church, young man. Okay, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. But when we get old enough, you know, we don't have to go to church. And, you know, it's a choice. Amen. Every day we have opportunities to make choices that will enable us to be a friend of God. And I'm, we're going to talk about what that means really to be a friend of God. Because I'm not talking about just being an acquaintance of God. I'm not talking about being a friend of a friend of God. And go and talk to this. Hey, how's God doing? Well, let him know. Let him know I said hello. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about observing God from a distance like a secret admirer. I'm talking about first-hand knowledge of God and first-hand experience with God. Amen. You and God. Amen. It's great to watch others. I, I'm, 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 uh, I love hearing other people pray. Amen. But I got to pray. I got to have my own prayer life. Amen. I love to see God use and move through other people. And I stand back and I applaud the power of God in people's lives. Amen. But that's not going to do a whole lot for me other than, wow, I'm, I'm admiring that. I've got to have my own walk with God. Amen. I'm not going to heaven on any parents' coattails. I'm going to heaven on my own experience and choice with God. Amen. I'm talking about a relationship with God that we work hard on every day to strive to maintain a closeness with Him. Because there's a lot of forces in this world that would keep us from having a close relationship with Him. Amen. You know, even in our own life, and our own self, sometimes, you know, with our own, uh, you know, nature keeps us from, from Him sometimes. But, you know, we see people in the Bible that had this closeness with God because of the choices they made. And if they did it, we can do it. 
Amen. They're not some kind of celebrities or some kind of, you know, super people. Amen. That, that we can't attain to anything like they did. And we just read about them like they're legends or something. Well, you know, they are some great things because they're in the Bible. But you know what? We're people of the church. We're people of God too. Amen. We are the New Testament people of God. And God loves us just like he did in the Old Testament. Praise God. And we can have a close walk with him. I'm a fucking be a friend of God. Amen. You know, Abraham, the book of James chapter 2 verse 23 said, And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Abraham was called the friend of God because of his relationship with God. Abraham was given many blessings and many promises. Amen. God said, I will bless you. I will bless your children. And I will bless your children's children. Amen. God said, those that bless you, I'm going to bless. Those that curse you, I'm going to curse. And that's why anybody that curses Israel, anybody that's against the nation of Israel, I would be not want to be in your shoes for no amount of money. Amen. Because those that curse God's people, you've got to understand, those, those people in Israel right now, they're Abraham's kids. Praise God. Amen. You better be saying, okay, that's God's people. They're not perfect. They haven't done everything right. I don't know, but they're God's people. Amen. And, and, and you know, we get to Moses, and Moses, he, he was a, you know, a great man of God. And, and the Bible not only referred to him as the meekest man on earth, but God considered him a friend as well. Exodus 33, 11, And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend. Amen. Praise God. That's a special thing because the Bible said no man can see God and live because, you know, everybody in the Old Testament, when they thought they saw God and they were worried about dying because God was so awesome or whatever, you couldn't see him with the naked eye when he allowed his presence to be seen. But God spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. Moses had a very special relationship with God, and it was of his choice. He had several mountaintop experiences with God. We know the first one, the burning bush, when he was 80 years old, when he was called to go be the deliverer of the people back in Egypt. We know the second time he went up to get the Ten Commandments, and he came down, and it was a big old mess, and he had to go back up another time to get him again. And he went up again and he got the plans to build the tabernacle, which was that portable church-like structure that they used to worship God in the, in the Old Testament. And his last trip up to the mountain was for God to show him the promised land that he was not going to be able to go over. And, and then he was going to die. And God buried him someplace that nobody knows where. Amen. Moses is mentioned over 800 times in the Bible. Amen. He was his friend. Praise God. Psalms 103.7 said, God made known His ways to Moses, but His acts to the children of Israel. Amen. When you're a friend of God, God will show you His ways. He'll show you, amen, not just the acts. You won't just see the smoke and the thunder and hear the thunder. Amen. You'll see where the smoke came from and why the thunder happened. Amen. God will show you the source of stuff. Praise God. I'm talking, I'm appealing to us to yearn for a closer walk with God as we see His soon day approaching day. Amen. We see this world getting a little bit darker every day. But God said, you can be a better friend to me every day. 
And if there's any time for us, amen, to get a closer walk and a consecration for God, it's today. Amen. As we go into the finish line, as we go into the last times and God's approaching comes fast, we got to get close to him. Amen. So I don't just want to know about God. I want to know his ways. King David he was another person that had a special closeness with God. David's closeness to God started way before he was ever king. When he was back as a teenager taking care of his father's sheep, a job that none of the other brothers would even want to do. They wouldn't lift their finger and to do it. But he was honored to do it. And, and he was playing songs and writing songs to God and worshiping God. And God always spoke very highly of him. Even decades and centuries after David died, amen, the Bible mentions him and gives him, amen, high accolades in God's mind. In fact, God spoke so highly and often of him that David was mentioned over a thousand times in the Bible. Acts 13, verse 22, God said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after mine own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. And then there's the Apostle John. The Apostle John of, of the twelve apostles. Have you ever wondered why the Apostle John has such a, an understanding of the love of God? When you read his Gospel of John, and then 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, amen, later on at the end of the New Testament, he has a revelation of love. He has an understanding of the love of God. Why he had such an awesome revelation of who Jesus was. You talk about who, out of all the four Gospels, John had a revelation and understanding of who Jesus was, Almighty God in human form. Amen. He, and he was the only apostle that knew which of them was going to betray Jesus? None of the other guys did. In fact, when Jesus said, one of you is going to betray me, and they all went around the room, is it I? Is it I? Is it I? I don't think so. You know, they're all freaking out. And Judas did the same thing. Is it I? Yep, it's you, you snake. But anyway, that's... Right. <laughs> but you see, the only reason why that John was the only one that knew, because... Who was the one, when you see the picture of the Last Supper, there's always one of those disciples leaning on the chest of Jesus like that and looking up into his eyes, listening to the literal heartbeat of the Son of God, amen, and hearing his voice right there. And so in one place in John, the Bible said, whoever I give this little piece of bread to is the one that's going to betray me. Amen. And he did not say that out loud to the whole 12 that could hear in that room. He whispered it to John. Why do I give this to you? That's what he said. And John like... He gave it to Judas. And the Bible said as soon as he gave it to Judas, Satan entered into Judas and went to do his dirty work. Amen. Only John knew. Why is that? Why Jesus entrusted him with the revelation, the book of Revelation, about the end of all things that we would do well to read and look into, even though it's kind of scary. We should look at it and see what's coming on this earth. Amen. And we need to be on the Lord's side when all that stuff 
comes. Amen. It was no accident that he was all these things that John was. It had nothing to do with favoritism on the part of Jesus. Folks, amen. God does not play favorites. Amen. He is no respecter of persons. Praise God. Acts chapter 10 verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Amen. But you see, here's what we're looking at. We're looking at, wait, I think God's playing favorites. No, you're looking at people choosing to get close to God. And because of that, God can help but bless them more than those that aren't close to Him. I'm sorry, that's the way it works. That's not favoritism. That's people becoming a friend of God and God responding in kind. Woo! Praise God. See, what God does is react to our choices. You draw near to Him, He draws near to you. You strive to please Him, He will bless you. And John was blessed with all these things because he chose to be the closest of all the apostles to Jesus. Peter was pretty close. James and John were pretty close. Nobody liked John. I mean, James, his brother, John. John's brother was close, but nobody liked John of those three out of the whole 12. Amen. He wasn't just physically close. He was spiritually close. His heart was close. He was the one, amen, that was, was there, you know. And, and the Bible says that he referred to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. You read about that in John. When you hear about that phrase, the disciple whom Jesus loved, that's code for John's talking about himself in his own gospel. Amen. Like third person. So as you can see, when you're a friend of God... You're in very good company. Abraham, Moses, amen, David, John. I'm trying to inspire us all this morning. Praise God. I don't want to scare us into getting closer to God. I could preach on hell and I'd have a full altar right here. And I will if God tells me to because I've got to do what he says. It's in the Bible, so I'm supposed to preach it. But, you know, I, I haven't preached in a long time because I haven't felt it. But I've got to go with that way I feel. But you scare somebody into, into maybe coming to God, but that's not going to keep people for, to God. Amen. I want to inspire us to get closer to God. Amen. Through God's love and His mercy and all He's done, praise God. I'm trying to spark a desire deep inside of us to reach for something greater in God in our lives. We can go higher heights and deeper depths in God. We can be His friend, and He can say, I'm their friend. Amen. Like in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible said, God was not ashamed to be called their God. Amen. Lord, I don't want you to be ashamed to be called my God because of what I do. Amen. I want you to say, hey, like, there's my servant Job. And he showed the devil. You see Job? That's my guy down there. That's what God wants to do. When the devil comes around and messes with him, he says, you know what, I'm going to take that person out. And I want to do that. And God's going to say, you don't mess with my person down there. You know, I'm pretty proud of them down there. Amen. We're, we can be friends of God. Amen. When I say friend, I mean BFF. I mean the closest of friends. I'm not talking about just some kind of fly-by-night relationship. Amen. Proverbs 18.24. There is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother, and his name is Jesus. Praise God. He's closer than a blood, blood brother. He's closer than your best friend you've ever had in your life. I'm, what I'm trying to say is no matter what happens, don't settle for an average walk with God. 
an average walk with God. Ephesians 3.20 Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Amen. See, all of this is according to the power that works in us. Amen. And a lot of times I've interpreted that verse over the years as, you know, it's the power of the Holy Ghost in us. When we receive God's Spirit in our lives, amen, and we pray and we seek after Him, amen, He can do exceeding abundantly above what we ask or think. And I believe that's still a true way to think about it. Amen. But I don't think it's just talking about the Holy Ghost only. I also believe it's talking about the power of choice. You have a power of choice. Your will is a powerful thing. Amen. So if you will allow the power of choice, amen, say God can move in your life exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. I can choose to do what it takes to be a friend of God. John 15, 13, greater love hath no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his friends. So Jesus, you know, he called us friends. Amen. You know, he laid down his life for every human being. And I believe it's his deepest desire that every single person on earth would someday call him friend. And he could call them friend. I know it's probably not going to happen just with the way it goes. But that's the whole point. He died for everybody, even though not everybody is going to take advantage of it, sadly. Amen. John 15, 14. He said, you're my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. So what is our number one qualification to be the friend of God? If we do what he asks us to do. That, that's what it is. Amen. John 14, 21. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he is, it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. So what's the best way to show our love for God? Well, it's just to tell him I love him, right? Wrong. What's the best way to show you love your parents? Or best way to show you love your best friend? Or you love your spouse? Just, just only tell them you love them, but never show them. Yeah, I love you. And then, you know, you don't do anything for them. I, I said the word, four-letter word, love ya, love ya, bye. Real busy. You know, you know that's, that's not love. Amen. When you say you love somebody and it, there's stuff to back that word up, then that's good. Amen. So he's saying, he that has my commandments, not just owning a Bible, but reading the Bible and doing the Bible, those are the real lovers. Those are my real friends. Amen. Those are the ones that I'll bend over backwards to do things for them in their life. Amen. Praise God. So if I have his commandments, then... And keep him, I'm, I'm, I'm loving him. And that's what we're looking for, the manifestation. Because he said, if you have him and keep him, I'm going to manifest myself too. Amen. When you love me, I'm going to manifest myself. And that's what we're talking about, the manifest presence of God. That's when things really start happening, praise God. Amen. Another thing we've got to understand is if we're going to be a friend of God, we cannot be good BFF friends with the enemies of God. 
Amen. It doesn't work. We already talked about it in, in our class on Thursday nights. Amen. If we are going, in, if we're going in two different directions, we're not. If we're going, we want to go God's way, but our best friend wants to go another way. It's going to be a hard time being a best friend with someone want to take me the devil's way when I want to go God's way. It's not going to work. Amen. James four four said, "Know you not that the friendship of the world is the enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God." So if I'm a friend of God, I cannot be a friend of the world. And what is the world exactly? What's, what's he talking about the world? Well, the world is not referring to the physical world. It's not referring that you mean I can't love mountains and I can't love trees and I can't love the, the oceans and I can't love this and I can't love forests and nature in general. It has nothing to do with it. Amen. The world is an attitude. The world is a spirit that gets a hold of people. The world is where a lot of people are moving. You know, Jesus said, Amen. There's few there be that find it. And straight and wide and wide as the gate, there's a big multitude of people that are going with the spirit of the world, going in a wrong direction. Amen. And they choose to do that, going opposite of where God is going. It's a spirit of Antichrist, the Bible said. And it resides in the world that this verse is referring to. 1 John 5, 15 uh, excuse me, it's, five, it's not five, I got that verse wrong, I'm sorry, it's 1 John 2, 15, that's my typo problem, but anyway, for you, any of those of you taking notes or those listening on the podcast later, it's 1 John 2, 15 through 17, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. And the world passeth away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God, she that doeth the will of God, she and he that are going to be the friends of God, they're going to abide forever. Amen. Amen. Amos 3.3, 3, can two walk together except they be agreed? No, we just talked about that. There's, there's got to be some, a certain amount of agreement if we're going to take the same path. Amen. Praise God. And, you know, I, 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 uh, I've done a lot of marital, premarital counseling over the years. And, you know, you talk about there's three or four or five things that are key indicators that, you know, that people need to be pretty much on the same page or it's going to be a problem. And you talk about that because you've got to agree. You can't agree on everything, but you've got to agree on some of the big stuff. Or be close to it. Be open to it. Amen. For something to be successful. And when we are a friend of God, it's the same way. Amen. Praise God. Being a friend of God comes with great responsibilities. But it also comes with great blessings that far outweigh those responsibilities. And I choose... And I hope all of us, and I'm looking at friends of God right here, amen, I hope all of us choose, amen, if we're already a friend of God, to keep plugging away and keep and maintain that relationship. If we're not really there yet, let's go for it, praise God, because there's nothing, amen, greater than being a friend of God, amen, because really good friends are open with each other. Really good friends share many things with each other, right? I mean, there's no secrets a lot with really best friends, they, they can tell each other anything. They listen to each other and take one another's advice and counsel. So when I make the choice to be his friend, there will be benefits and blessings beyond measure. Amen. When you're a friend of God, you have insider knowledge. Amen. Of his ways. 
he will let you in on things that other people will, will you know, are not privy to. They don't un- understand because, because you're a friend. He can trust you. Amen. You, you, you know, so to speak, you've, you've went through the fire with him and, and he can trust us and, and, and we're loyal to him. Amen. John 15, 15. Henceforth, I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. He's calling us friends. And he wants to be our friend. Let's be his friend back. Amen. And the way we start our journey becoming a friend of God is to be born again. And enter into his kingdom. Amen. Which is not the kingdom of heaven yet. That's, that's down the road. But we got to get into the kingdom of God on earth first. That's the church. We got to be. We, we don't join the church, folks. You don't just sign like a card and shake somebody's hand. And, you know, we're born into the church, born again of water and spirit. Amen. Megan's going to be born of the spirit in just a little bit here. Very exciting. Very exciting. I, I can't hardly like wait to get to it. Amen. But I got to finish here. Okay, finish it up right here. So we gotta, we got, we have to want this, Amen. And it's our choice. God's always ready; He's waiting, Amen. You know what's the difference between the people that in the Bible that we don't even hardly know their name because we haven't heard much about them, and these guys that we talked about already? It's, it's they had a desire; they chose to do what they did, and God chose to bless them, Amen. I'm a friend of God. I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about, it's a general statement. It's a a title of a song we sing also where we can be friends of God. What a beautiful thing. Would you stand with me? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's worship Him right now. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.